It's the Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Come on, sit down. Join the girl talk. That is the description of Hawaii guests and visitors. The confidence and the I don't care attitude is so powerful. You know, they're like cellulite. Sure. I don't (laughs) care. Three crazy wahinis talking whatevers. But it's kind of funny because Hawaii is all about joking on everybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're Korean, Portuguese, whatever. Everybody gets teased. Yeah. Everybody. It's the Creates Happiness Podcast. I'm a bee like tourist. They know something. Or something. Yeah, they don't care. Available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tune in every Friday and let us know what you think. If you have any questions, show topics, hit us up at createhappinesspodcast at gmail.com. And that's Create Happiness with a Y. What we do here is bizarre, unsettling, and riveting. You're listening to Create Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. If you have any questions or show topics, hit us up at createhappinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's happiness with a Y podcast at gmail.com. How's it going? It's Creates Happiness Podcast. It's MJ, Marnie, Nadine couldn't join us today, but we have Andrew Hurricane. Hernandez. Yes. There it is. That's good. That's good, man. Wait, wait, That's I, the just, title. I don't think I did it right, right? I was, yeah. I'm supposed to be like, Andrew, Hurricane, Hernandez. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, MJ, I've been called worse things, so I, I think oh, really? pretty good. So. <laughs> Thanks. So I met you um, at one of these seminar thingies that we were, that me and my friends actually do. And actually Marnie's going to be going to basic um, at the end of this. Oh, I thought it was like a pole dancing seminar. Bless your heart. It's a, it's positivity seminar. Okay. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It it changed my life. You know, it really did. So I have a lot, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Oh, Oh, fantastic. Seriously. So I met him there and I cannot believe like when, okay, first of all, he had the name hurricane. He didn't use Andrew. He had hurricane. (laughs) So I was like, what the hell? His name is hurricane. Like somebody named him hurricane. You know, like I didn't understand until uh, he was telling us about his life. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. I never met a real life boxer before in my life. (laughs) Like this is super cool. So tell us about yourself. Um, you know, I grew up uh, South Phoenix. Uh, I started boxing. Uh, the first time I went to a boxing gym, I was like seven, eight years old. Um, my uncles took me there. My grandfather used to fight, uh, but they weren't really consistent with it. Uh, they're busy. Um, so I never really took it serious or or thought I was going to be a fighter until about the age of 12, 13. Um, I started training at the Salvation Army. Uh, and it, it really just, uh, changed my whole outlook on, on what I wanted to be when I was growing up. Um, you know, I grew up in, in, in poverty in a poor community. Um, I was getting in trouble a lot, fighting a lot, um, kind of, kind of, a troublemaker, if you will. Um, you know, when I was younger, but, uh, boxing really taught me a lot of discipline. Um, you know, gave me a lot of self-control self-esteem and and um yeah once I started competing at the age of 13 it was I, I knew that like I didn't want to do anything else you know I was gonna oh. do whatever it took to to uh become champion and and yeah I'm three-time uh champion and and you know I've uh I um you know looking to hopefully collect another title this year there okay. it is so like yeah. how old are you right now I, I uh, turned 36 in December, so I'm not a spring wow. team, You know, I've, I've been doing it for quite a while. Uh, I had 111 amateur fights. Um, I finished 102 wins, nine losses wow. as an amateur. Um, right now, as a pro, I have 33 uh, pro fights. Um, so, you know, I, I'm doing okay. You know, I've, I've fought in, I competed in four different weight wow. classes. Um, nice. And, you know, uh, I've won a title in every one, but this one I'm moving up into now. So that's going to be super middleweight. So uh, I'm looking to, to uh, compete and uh, hopefully uh, add another world title to the collection um, sometime this year. Oh, wow. So, damn. Yeah. Canelo has all of them right now. So Canelo has all the titles at this weight. So, you know, uh, it'd be nice to get a shot at him. 
Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Okay, wait. So um, when I met him, he was like the nicest guy in the world. Like he is literally the nicest guy in the world. He is very helpful. He's very, I don't know. I think your mama taught you right because <laughs> he's very, very doting on women and very uh, cool with the boys, you know, like he just, everybody just surrounds themselves around him. Like he's like this magnet of like positivity, you know? And so I, I really, really enjoyed being around that when we first met and like um, going through the process and watching him grow. And it was just amazing. And I, and I've heard so many things about like some people who are fighters that are kind of aggressive in their relationships and stuff like that. And how do you get yourself so that you're not in that, you know, because like, yeah. you're such a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll start off by saying I'm not perfect, though. You know, I, I have my moments. But um, yeah, definitely. It's a tough switch to to turn on and off. And a lot of my managers, coaches in the past, like always tell me, like, you got to have this kill switch and you got to be tough. And, you know, um, having the experience and being through everything I've been through, uh, not only in my career, but in life. I realized, you know, um, it, it's not that way. You know, some of the some of the badasses, if you will, the toughest guys in the world um, are, are pretty in tune with their feminine side and, and know how to, um, you know, uh, it, it's OK to be sensitive and, and emotional sometimes. And I think that that to me uh, is a real tough guy, somebody who who is comfortable in themselves and, and, and can still be respectful to women and uh, still, you know, not show their aggressive side or the tough side, you know, uh, especially to somebody um, who, uh, how do you say, like to women, because, you know, they, they don't deserve that. Um, you know, you got to learn how to, I guess my niece, uh, I would say, kind of taught me that a lot, too, because with my boys, I'm kind of like they fall. I'm like, get up. You're not hurt. You're all right. You know, <laughs> my niece, like like she, you know, it's completely different. I'm like, oh, sweetheart, are you OK? You okay? <laughs> yeah. Like completely different. You know what I mean? And I, I, I noticed that like with her, you know what I mean? And, and it just kind of like I think it carried on into life but at the same time like i said you know i, I think a lot of those guys that <clears throat> just always want to be aggressive or show toughness is because they're they're lacking something or they have some type of weakness within themselves and they're not 100 percent comfortable with that so they have to always show aggression or be That's a true. Tough, you know so i you know it, it's you know i'm like i said i'm not perfect uh i lose my cool sometimes but you know, I, I was raised by a single mother and um, she taught me a lot on how to not only treat women, but I've seen firsthand uh, men disrespect her and and not uh, treat her the way she should be treated. So it was more of like I got um, I got examples of what I didn't want to become, too. You know what I mean? It is, I, I got examples of what I wanted to be. I also knew what I didn't want to be. So I kind of think it's it's all of the above. You know, it's it's all of that. I think yeah. it has a lot to do with maturity and a humility factor that comes in with um, under, understanding the self. Um, you've gave us a lot of information with regards to your upbringing, you know, your training regimen, your mindset has you flipped over the years from age seven to 12 to competitive boxing, uh, you know, your environment, your immediate environment, you know, all of these, these components you know, brought you to this place. And I think brings uh, a lot of athletes to, uh, to these places. And when they're successful and they're naturally gifted and that gift is being acknowledged and now commod uh, commodified, uh, you earn money from it and all that good stuff, you know, you have to start looking internally. You have to start looking at yourself because if not, limits are, are crossed and then there's no balance. And then you're constantly a character and you can't be yourself. So it sounds like, you know, it was uh, great listening to right now. It's like you, you figured it out about yourself. It's like, hey, guys, I know I'm a good boxer. You know, I have this awesome green belt. And, you know, I have the name Hurricane, you know, so it's obvious <laughs> that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely somebody to, to look at. But at the same time, it's like I'm also a human being. My name is Andrew. Right. I have nieces yeah. and nephews. I have a mother, you know, and that character of hurricane is on is in the ring 
I'm yeah. on, as soon as I'm done, I'm back to Andrew and don't sure. forget that, you know, <laughs> it's like, please don't forget that because hurricane will come out and you'll cry. Yeah, you know, so you you want speaking Andrew. about <laughs> speaking about the two different names. How did you get Hurricane? <laughs> uh, you know, it was at uh, Nationals one year. I forgot what year it was. It was like the Golden Glove Nationals. Um, it was like my second, third night competing, um, and I, I stopped the guy like in the second, third round, and like my whole team, um, in my region. You know that that we you know I, I won state, won regionals. That's how you get to nationals. But the whole team that I went with was like yo, like, you look like a hurricane. You're just like, you know, going off on them. And, and you know, I mean, what, once you hurt somebody in the ring, like you're taught to like, just jump on them with everything you got. Cause you got to try to get them out of there. You don't want to give them a chance to get back in the fight. So that's what I did. And they're kind of like, you know, you look like a hurricane, you know, and it just, oh. everybody's like hurricane Hernandez. And then from there on, it just, you know, it, it stuck. So it helps that you had Hernandez. Cause I was thinking, yeah. Somebody in your family was a meteorologist and lived in Florida. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? This kid needs to be called Hurricane <laughs> because it's it's catchy, you know? And I'm like, well, that's a pretty cool name. In Hawaii, that's a big deal. We only have hurricanes. So we're like, hey, he must be from Hawaii. And yeah, they're like, no, I'm from Arizona. It's like, damn yeah. it. They, they don't have hurricanes in Arizona either. But you know yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think the biggest thing, why it's <laughs> It sounded so good, right? I was like the same syllables as Hernandez. Like it has a nice ring to it. So I'm riding with it, you know? So yeah, here no, we are. You do have hurricanes in um, Arizona. You. Yeah. <laughs> You're the hurricane. For sure. <laughs> that's going to be a very difficult pendant to make of a hurricane. I don't know what that's going to look like, but a lot of gems, a lot of different colored gems. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So um, um, I know that you went into this personal development seminar. What did you want to happen coming out of it, you know, with your career? I know that you have children, right? You have what, yeah. two sons? Three boys. Three boys, three boys. So talk about your like home life, what, how this seminar has actually changed you in, in, or like, you know, your views on like what you want now in your future? Well, for sure. Um, one thing that it, it taught me, um, like everything, I felt like going into the seminar, I just wanted to, you know, be, um, you know, just I wanted it to help like maybe um, with my just positivity. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, being a father, work, training, uh, a, a boyfriend, like, I, you know, to, to my girlfriend, you know, like I, all these things, like, you know, um, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of time. And I, that's just something that I wanted to like become better at. Sometimes I feel like I don't give it enough and I'm just kind of maybe not half-stepping, but not doing my best because I'm tired or whatever. So I, I wanted to um, just become better in every way. And, and I feel like not only did it open my eyes to become like a, a better person, a better father, like I feel like I'm me times 10 now, you know? But um, also like I, I learned things like, um, you know, about wealth and liberty. And 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 now I'm putting goals and, and uh, trying to, do things to where I'm going to be able to hopefully one day soon uh, be a, a father and, and be able to be there at every game. Like, um, for instance, my 15 year old son, you know, he plays high school football, he plays varsity. He's a big kid, 6'3, big guy. Wow. Yeah, only a sophomore. He plays on varsity, very talented football and uh, basketball. And, um, you know, I, I missed every game because, you know, I also am a UPS driver and work late nights. So uh, <clears throat> I wasn't able to attend any of his games. Um, my son, uh, Elijah, who's who just turned 13 on Monday, um, kind of similar situation. You know, he has a football game started early, 4, 4.30, wasn't off of work. I caught his very last um his last couple games, he his last regular season game and his championship game, they went nine and zero in the regular season. You know, I was able to finally see his last game, but he did so good. And um, you know, I, those things to me are more important than money, than working. And 
now I've, I've realized that because, you know, being younger, like you're taught, just work hard, do all these things, yeah. right. Money, blah, 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 blah. And you don't really, you're not taught to like balance that family time, that family life. And I feel like that's one thing that it's made me realize what I want more of. And um, that's more family time, not only alone time with my girlfriend, but also uh, time with my kids, um, you know, vacations, things like that. And I feel like, you know, UPS is a good job, but, you know, it's not my dream. It's, it's I feel like it's somebody else's dream and I'm living somebody else's dream when I'm out there doing that. And um, I'm just trying to get to that place where, you know, I want to um, open up a gym. I want to um, give back to my community. I want to create a nonprofit. I want to start an after school program where um, I'm helping the kids in the same area, the same neighborhood I grew up in. Uh, and just kind of teaching them, giving them a, a, another way, another, um, I guess, outlet, um, you know, to because if I didn't have boxing, who knows where I'd be today? I, I don't think I would be um, as successful as I am. You know, uh, there, it was a fast track to, you know, either selling drugs, doing drugs, uh, going to prison for probably any one of those things. Uh, it was the options were very limited. Uh, in my circle and in my area. So I'm very thankful for boxing. And of course, you know, uh, you know, I believe in God and, and, and I'm strong in my faith. And I feel like the Lord just really got a hold of me. And he's like, you know, I got a different plan for you. We're going this way, you know? So um, I just really feel blessed. And I've had some great people around me that, that only uh, contributed to that. And, and I was able to, I guess, you know, come out. I mean, I'm 36, so I was able to, I feel like escape, you know, and, and I feel like if I could just give some words of wisdom, maybe teach some knowledge, maybe teach a skill in boxing, like give them something to look forward to after school, um, you know, it, it can make a difference, even if it just made a difference in one person's life, you know what I mean? It, yeah. uh, enough for me. That would be enough for me. So, um, you know, that is, is more important than any money I can make and, um, you know, any hours I can work. So, you know, I, I'm slowly but surely uh, getting there. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, Thank that you. that mentality, that, that mindset, that focus and, and, and drive, you know, it's almost uh, reminiscent of a very famous film to which I adore greatly and have the pop figures, uh, Rocky Balboa. And, okay. you know, that's his story, you know, <laughs> is, is a very, very real story. It's not um, a movie, you know, it's like he epitomized a lot of the conflicts that existed in certain uh, socioeconomic statuses. And, you know, the he always had that drive with boxing. He, you know, he always had that favorite gym. He always had that coach. You know, he had a certain circle of friends. He went, uh, you know, you saw his rise, his arrogance. Uh, down to, you know, how it affected his family, his commitment to his wife, you know, all that. And then you got all the way down to the last, I hope the last um, Rocky, which was Rocky Balboa. And then you just <laughs> see, he's just, uh, he's back to his old roots, completely content, very happy with how his life uh, was led, you know, understood the ups and downs. And then he would try to go out there and, you know, help Tommy Gunn. But Tommy Gunn just ruined it. He was a, a crap boxer. I didn't like him. But, um, you know, that was the only Rocky. That was mud. That was mud. Rocky five. But um, overall, you know, it's like that's kind of like how our lives, uh, in a sense, are, are made unless we start looking internally. You know, you're, you're young. You were able to get into this uh, seminar program. You were able to connect all the dots. You're able to apply the changes necessary to have the lifestyle you want. And, you know, and you have young children, you know, and you put their priorities first. So a lot of this is, you know, inspiring to any and all listeners is, you know, it's never the end. It's never too late. You know, you just got to keep working on you. It is a process. You know, we do have to have UPS jobs. Yeah. Because we need income. We got to pay rent. We got to pay utilities. You know, kids got to eat. So don't feel bad about that, you know, but just don't stop going towards your dreams. I think you will get your boxing, uh, club and your boxing um gym i was just thinking know? that yeah like i was just I can't like see why oh, you what wouldn't. if you open yeah one up because i totally see this for you and and you can't say that you know like it's not going to be like it's going to be successful and of course you can make money off of it too while you're doing something that's giving you know what i mean so like um so it's not just 
just to um, give back, but you can also reap the benefits from it too. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a genuine approach to what you know is uh, needed in certain uh, environments, in certain groups. Because not everyone is a Kardashian. You know, right. not yeah. every, you know, it's like, you know, not everybody is rich, famous, you know, just living life. You know, a lot of us are just kind of like, hey, every day is kind of a struggle. Yeah. Sucks. Gas prices <laughs> are higher. My yep. favorite soda is not available. You know, so you're kind of yep. like, what's going on, world? And then you got to help those people too. I'm like, they, we call them uh, middle class, but I think they're just general, they're just people, you know, and they're, and they're having highs and lows. And sometimes you just need that release. Boxing is one of those really Gregorian sports. I yeah. mean, come on now. It was back in the day. Yeah. Uh, boxing, <laughs> I love the word fisticuff. I want that to come back. Uh, that is the most funniest way of saying I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. Are we going to get into fisticuffs? You're damn right we are. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm going to start it just because you said that name. Um, you know, you know what I noticed though? I notice a lot of boxers being like good looking. And I'm like, why would you do that to your face? Like why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, no, seriously. What, what was that one guy's name? I think his name was like baby face or something. I don't know. Like there was, or some. It was Oscar uh, De La Latino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. Him too. We oh, he's it. gorgeous. And you're like, what the hell? Why do you want to beat up your face? You know, like, and you're, you're handsome too. Like, why do you want to beat up your face? <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, uh, maybe just, you know, uh, maybe some of my programs, you know, early on, I just, I didn't really believe that. Um, uh, really care what, uh, what happened. Um, uh-huh. And it's still kind of like that. I mean, obviously I don't, you know, I got tons of scars in my eyebrows. Like I used to get my eyebrows, you know, cleaned up and stuff. I'm like, tell the barber anymore. Like, don't even do that. Like you could trim, but like, you know, I don't want to see all the scars. They look yeah. like you know, designs up in there. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I broke my nose several times. Eh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm probably, you know, uh, less attractive now than when I started, but, uh, you know, <laughs> My girlfriend I don't think you look good looking. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> so from the beginning, what was your motivation for boxing? Like why, like what motivated you to do better? What was uh, it? Well, uh, number one, I think, um, you know, I see my grandpa, like, you know, he had about um, from when he competed, it was a minor title, wasn't nothing major, but excuse me um when I seen that I was like that's really cool like I want to do that you know I want one of those things as I got older and I was pretty good like I think I went like I don't know 16 and 0 um in in the amateurs like one of my first 16 fights I never thought I was gonna lose right I was like yeah I'm just beating everybody I'm pretty good at this and then People are like, you know, you can make a lot of money doing it. And I'm like, wow, well, like, you know, I could change my family's life. Right. So like that motivation kind of stuck with me and, you know, uh, with the the good and the bad throughout the career, the injuries, the, you know, the, the ups, the downs, um, you know, it kind of always had that mentality to like not give up because I was going to put my kids, I was going to put my mom, uh, I was going to put my family in a much better situation. So I had that, you know, I had that drive. Like I, I gotta, you know, I gotta change the, the, the family history, the family circle. Like it has to, you know, it has to start with me. And um, I was just determined, you know, that, that drove me to, you know, never give up. Smart. You know, that's, that's how it story. is that, um, you know, that's a common mindset of every generation is a little bit better than the generation before, right. you know, and mm-hmm. with that approach, we have a, um, we do have success, you know, we do have improvement, you know, it's a, um, you know, you may not live in the same block as your parents or your grandparents did. You may live five blocks down the road, but that's better than the previous generation. You know, you may be, um, you know, there were parent of 18, you're a parent of three, a little bit better, you know, <laughs> and then from there, it's just jobs, you know, they high school education, we overlook a lot of that our grandparents, probably most of them lived in Hawaii, I know they lived in rural communities, not all of them went to high school, right, and then their kids went to high school, didn't go to college, 
So then their kids went to college, you know, but aren't, you know, billionaires, you know, so the next generation is going to go to college and, you know, it's like, it's just every generation just pushes a little bit more because they were seeing things a little bit more and uh, your generational history with boxing is a lot of people's, you know, that's people who does, uh, who are crafters. There are people who are artists, you know, there are people who are singers. They may not make the big bucks, but I tell you what, they are inspired every single day by a family member. And, you know, that in a sense is um, with boxing, in my opinion, you know, I don't know uh, much about boxing because it scares the living crap out of me, but um, <laughs> it's a rough sport. It's no yeah. joke. Man, that in wrestling, I'm like, I give you guys credit, man. I just look at that and I feel sore. But it's like, (laughs) it's, um, you know, it's a sport that everyone is, um, this is my question. It gets blurred with MMA. And I know MMA is a mixture of mixed martial arts. You know, I get that. But honestly, it's like boxing was that classic sport. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, I felt it was a gentleman's sport because you went, you know, fist to fist, toe to toe, you know, and you just box the hell out of each other. And although scary, you know, and it's still damaging, you know, rest uh, MMA, you're on the ground a lot. It's submission, you know, and this and that, you know, some kind of like, okay, if you want to roll down on, you know, dog urine, I'm like, that's (laughs) fine. But I like the idea that this old fashioned, I'm going to whoop you. And you had the characters like uh, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray, Mike yeah. Tyson, you know, you had all these, you know, influences of these massive gentlemen that were just beasts. I mean, my goodness, they were just so powerful. And if you saw them coming down the street, man, you cross the street because you know you're going to get a whooping. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on that with this new MMA where they mix boxing along with it? But, you know, in my opinion, it's more um, uh, submission poses. I don't know. Oh, um, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. I, I call coming. Sorry about that. Um, you know, take on it. I, I believe that first of all, it could coexist. Um, I think that, you know, it, it is completely different. Boxing is definitely more, uh, technical, uh, you know, definitely more of a sport in my opinion, you know, they don't have MMA in the Olympics, uh, et cetera, but you know, like I, I don't, you know, those guys, um, you know, I tip my hat off to them too. They're very dedicated. Yeah. So they got to they got to go through a lot of the you know same things we got to go through you know uh, it's it's you know the sacrifice the discipline dedication all those things so you know i i do respect them i do respect that um you know the the fights and and, and every fighter that you know steps in the octagon i have a lot of friends henry cejudo john moraga uh guys that competed in in the ufc henry cejudo is probably the greatest that ever did it you know uh, greatest wrestler in the olympics greatest uh MMA fighter in the UFC of all time. Um, you know, so I do have a lot of respect for those guys. Um, I, I do think that, you know, boxing is a lot more difficult, a lot more technical. Uh, I'm going to say Floyd Mayweather said this, not me, but he said that, you know, uh, <laughs> MMA for, guy, for guys who could make it in boxing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a pretty strong statement. I'll say that, but um, you know, it's, I like it's, how he said he said it, yeah. not me. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, because everyone hates the guy already. Floyd Mayweather <laughs> said this. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've been blessed to work with them before. Um, you know, I've I've sparred him a few rounds, and uh, you know, probably not probably he is the greatest fighter I've ever been in the ring with, and it was a huge learning experience uh, back in I think twenty. Wow. 13, 2014, something like that, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was huge. Uh, you know, the guy's very talented and, um, you know, the smartest guy I've ever been in the ring with. He's, he's like three steps ahead of you. Like he knows wow. what he's what even know, you know, his he, intuition he puts, is strong. Oh yeah. And yeah. he puts positions where like, he already knows, like, I'm going to give him this so he can throw that right hand and then I'm going to counter with this. And then I'm going to step around and do this. And it's like, bing, 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 bing. and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> happen you know what I mean like and he's so fast and you're like ah oh. but uh but you know um I, I mean I, it was a learning experience that was like seven eight years ago maybe somewhere around like that um 
but yeah, it'd be a different story if we got in the ring now, but, uh, you know, I definitely respect him. He's, he's, uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, my favorite fighter all time is Sugar Ray Robinson, who, um, and Ali, like Ali looked up to him. That was, uh, that was Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali's favorite fighter of all time. Um, you know, he looked up to Sugar Ray Robinson, very similar, um, you know, very similar personalities, uh, characters, uh, you know, great, both great men. Um, those are guys that, you know, not only are, are they the greatest to me because of what they've done in the ring, but what they did outside the ring. Um, you know, they had a voice and they used it properly. Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, the way they, they, you know, uh, Ali treated his wife, like the things that he done, um, you know, that, that, that's just, you know, though, those things are really important to me because, um, you know, boxing is only a short window, uh, you know, it closes pretty fast on us, um, but it's what you do outside the ring um, and, and what you do for people that make all the difference. And, and to me, in my opinion, that's how you really get remembered. Okay. It is. So speaking about that, was it, frightening to go against um what was his name um floyd mayweather floyd mid yeah floyd mayweather was it frightening for you at first like were you like uh i don't know if i want to do this or have you ever oh, been hell scared no. he probably was jumping in and like just giddy as hell it's like <laughs> this is floyd mayweather <laughs> yeah. i was so excited like yep. I, I, was, I was gonna be uh, i was probably like Eight no at the time, so I, I I was thinking too like oh yeah I'm you know I'll be the first ever to beat Floyd Mayweather up blah blah blah, blah. and then uh, you know I, I kind of like I wasn't as humble you know at that time you know I just mm -hmm. thought, I'm already great you know but um, then I got to his gym because it was his gym and you know his entourage his people then I started getting a little nervous and I'm like oh shit you know what I mean this is all his excuse me I'm sorry for my language oh, no but worries. no it's okay. I was like, oh, no, you know, it started to change, you know, the atmosphere, it was, everything was just different. The energy, the vibe, it was all him, right? Mm -hmm. You went like, from Conor McGregor to Jesus in like two seconds. <laughs> you're like, hey, hey, oh, what's up? Am I, excuse me, may I speak to him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> am I allowed to stare at him? Am I in his shadow? Am I, am I allowed to see his shadow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Have you ever been scared or like, does that fear like actually like pump you up, make you even like more hype? Do you um, do that? I think that uh, in the beginning, uh, I used to get I, I used to get nervous. I still get a little nervous, but like, you know, I, I used to always get nervous. Um, and I think it affected me in sometimes negative ways in the beginning. But I've learned how to use that those nervous butterflies or whatever. Like I've had 144 fights, so all together, amateur and pro. So yeah, sometimes I don't even feel much, you know, I'm just kind of like, all right, my music's on, people are cheering, like, this is what I live for. Like, this is what I do best. Like I'm, I've been waiting for this, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But you get, you get a little nerves, like, you know, um, especially if you're fighting in your hometown, you're defending the title, the expectations yeah. of are your so kids, high. Your dad, right. like, Get a knockout you got to look good you got to beat them convincingly all these things so you get a little bit of you know nerves in there but i've learned how to use that in a positive way now and not let that drain me i just you know i learned how to let it uh feel me and and you know with those nerves like i still respect every opponent even if you know i knock him out in the first round i still treat him as he's floyd mayweather you know what i mean right I still right greatest fighter ever and he's dangerous and and he can hurt me at any time so i always give him that respect until the fight i mean even when the fight's over i still respect him like that but um you know i, I just i have to have that respect for him because you know i want at, at any given time one punch could change the whole fight so um i just like to be on high alert like that and just use those nerves to you know get out the way or or you know try to get him out the way before he does any damage you know so Absolutely. that's my other question. Um, so when you're in the ring and you're fighting, do you know at one point, like you're like, he's down already. I got him. Um, yes and no. <laughs> no. You know, oh, okay. There's been times like, and there is one specific guy, um, Ade, uh, Siju Shabazz. I fought him three times throughout my career, twice in the amateurs 
and once in the pros. All three times I knocked him down in the first round. Wow. And uh-huh. got his butt up and he fought his butt off to the final bell rung. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the first two times in the amateurs, I'm like, all right, whatever. I thought I beat him both times in the amateurs, but they it, it was in New Mexico, his home state. They gave it to him, whatever. There's a lot more politics in the amateurs than there is in, uh, in the pros. But um, I had a I had a fight here um, at the uh, Celebrity Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. I was defending my uh, WBA and WBC title. Um, the guy who I was supposed to fight from Detroit, he pulled out like maybe two weeks before the fight. Um, he got injured. And so Ade gave me a call and he was like, yo, I would really appreciate it if you let me have that opportunity to fight for your titles. Like, I, I need this opportunity. I haven't got my shot. Like, you know what I mean? You know what kind mm-hmm. of fighter I am. You know I'm going to bring it. And I'm like, well, damn, that's going to be a way tougher fight than than this other guy, right? But I was like, I'm all for it. Like, that's what I want to give the fans. So I'm like, right. absolutely, I'll give you the fight. And um, the fight was, like I said, it was like two weeks away. And I, I didn't feel right only giving him two weeks to prepare. I felt like, like uh, it was kind of unfair, you know, to him. Um, I wanted I wanted the best version of him in that fight. So we ended up uh, pushing it back like another four or five weeks. So he had like a full seven, eight week training camp. Um, and we fought like in, in February. I think it was supposed to be like January 7th, January 12th, somewhere around there, uh, 2017. We pushed it back to February 25th, uh, 2017. Um, same thing, man. I, I knocked them down in the first round, but my mentality, I trained so hard. I was ready for 12 brutal rounds. Uh-huh. I was not, he's not going to stay down. Sure enough. He got up. Oh, wow. Out of war. I, I won about every round. I dominated that fight. Um, but we went all 12. We went. Wow. All the way. He's a fighter. He, he is. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a big, strong guy and, you know, he's a heck of a warrior, heck of a fighter. Um, but, you know, yeah. those are the type of, of fights that, like, I want to be remembered in those classics, those wars, those, you know, uh, uh, fans just really talk about them for a long time. I mean, I still get guys in, um, that come up to me that remember that fight all the time, like at work, when I'm delivering packages, you know, they're like, hey, I seen that fight at Celebrity Theater, you know what I mean? You beat that guy, I couldn't believe it. He looked like a monster to you i thought he was gonna knock you out you know like right. so those type of things like you know it, that's that's what i live for you know what i mean that's what you know motivates me that's what um you know that's what really makes me happy is making the fans happy fan friendly fights um you know just just classics just those wars you know that's that's what i love to be a part of that's awesome yeah that is yeah. Uh, true fans we can appreciate those things I think mean, you're describing all I could think about was Apollo Creed and, and Rocky Balboa's, you know, battles back and forth. Uh, I just like, it, it, it just is what it is. You know, it's like boxing is that, you know, you you don't want to go down and stay down. You know, you want to get back up and you want to keep going because yeah, you never know with that sport, man. You just get one good, you know, right hook and that guy yeah. got a glass jaw and they go down yeah. and then you win, you know, it's like, Whoa, right. I, you know, it's pretty yeah. amazing. And that's, you know like I think it was the ninth round maybe 10th round uh like I said I was I was winning the fight we were you know the some of the rounds were close but I was I was well ahead on the scorecards um but he cut me and it was a really bad cut. oh no yep and I was gushing blood oh and they looked they examined it in the 11th round and they were going to stop it and if they stopped it he would win by TKO and oh. so fuck. Please, I'm winning the fight. I got one more round. I can yeah. see. Let me go, you know. And he's like, "Don't tell me how to do my job." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." And he's like, "All right, you got one more round. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go." And I'm like, "Thank you," you know. So luckily for me, uh, I, I pulled out the W. You know what I mean? But uh, that, you know, that just shows you, though. Like you said, one punch could change the fight. Like that yeah. punch up that gash. That could have been it. Like I wasn't yeah. hurt. I, it knocked down, but I was winning just about every round, and I could have lost on an. I could have lost by knockout because of the cut. So you know, a lot wow. of things. And so you know, there's there's. Uh, I don't think there's any. Uh, you know, I think there's. Uh, 
dedication, hard work. And then there's a little bit of luck that goes in there too. (laughs) I must know because I am, uh, I I can't get off Rocky Balboa. I just love that damn show. (laughs) If I met Sylvester Stallone, I would hug him for 10 minutes straight and just say Rocky. But um, (laughs) I have to know, did anyone ever yell? This is my favorite, favorite part of Rocky Four. Does anyone yell, throw the towel? Throw the uh, goddamn towel. <laughs> did anybody, did you ever witness that? that I must I know if this is real or not, because that's the favorite part of the show when his coach uh, is screaming, throw the towel. Yeah, no, I haven't got that one yet. But what people uh, always tell me is, you know who you remind me of and who you kind of sound like? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you're Adrian. And they go, they always hit me with this one. Yo, Adrian. Like, you know, what's <laughs> up, Adrian? And I'm like, dude, what the <laughs> Like you sound just like him. Is <laughs> when he goes to the pet yeah, shop. Hey, Adrian, you want to go hang out today? Uh, Adrian, yeah, well, look at this I little bug over here. You know. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. That's the greatest compliment. If you yeah. sound like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I'll take- yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you have a fight coming up, oh. right? Tell us about this fight. When is it? Well, um, yeah, I I, uh, I didn't tell you about the bad news yet. Yeah, it's it was supposed oh. to be Thursday, March seventeenth. Yeah. Uh, um, this is gonna surprise you guys. Uh, I um, last day of sparring um, was uh, Thursday. I uh, fractured my hand. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I fractured it. Um, the fights we're looking to uh, postpone it. Uh, the end of April, uh, beginning of May. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that, that fight, hopefully we can fit it in there sometime in April. Um, the sooner, the better, because, uh, it was, it's against, uh, Sim Kellick. Um, he's a German guy. He's in oh, LA, wow. uh, ranked number one, uh, for all of Canelo's titles right now. He, uh, the winner of this fight is fighting. Like I said, I moved up in weight to 168. The winner of our fight will get uh triple G in June. Uh, triple wow. G will be, vacating his titles at 160 moving up to 168 um and he's they're calling it a tune-up for him right in uh in june but he's um projected to fight canelo in september so uh you know i wanted two or three more fights this year uh before i'm thinking about you know i am 36 like i said i'm not a spring chicken so i wanted to get a couple three more fights in this year and uh and then probably Throw in the towel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, this would be a perfect way to, 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 uh, you know, end it. Uh, this is a big shot. This is, well, these are the fights that, um, you know, triple G Canelo, like triple G, man, these, these guys, especially triple G, like when you mention him, you're talking about greatest of all time. You're he's in the same breath as Sugar Ray Robinson, Muhammad Ali to me anyway, you know, mm-hmm. and it, because of the way he carries himself but uh triple g is still unbeaten in my eyes he's like 40 something and and oh really um his only wow. one loss canelo i thought he beat canelo nine rounds out of the 12 um they they gave that fight a draw then they another fight they rematched i thought that fight could have been a draw but they gave it to canelo so i really feel like he's the only other than mayweather he's the only other undefeated fighter that that you know what I mean is really out there um so you know and the way he carries himself very humble um very great guy very great champion you know that would mean that fight would mean more to me uh, than any fight out there even Canelo um because of you know who he is and what he represents um that would be if I could you know get Kellick out the way, get that triple G fight. Uh, that would be the highlight of my career. Um, regardless, win, lose, or draw, if Canelo came about in September or if that fight never happened, um, you know, I would be I would be very happy on on just uh these next couple fights and and uh you know, just uh whatever happens, happens and and you know, we'll uh make a decision after that. It has to be a, a complete team decision. Um, and I'm, I'm learning that now I've made all the decisions in my, my entire career, but you know, that's why you pay a percentage to your team and, and you have good people that you trust around you. Like I still wanted to go through with the fight, um, this Thursday. Um, but every, it was a unanimous decision. Every single one, uh, every single person in my team, my coach, my, um, 
my manager, my assistant coach, strength and conditioning coach, my cup man, uh, everybody was like, no way. Like you need to have, yeah, you need to heal. Yeah, for sure. And, and this was the key to beating them, the jab and, and just letting them fall into traps. This was a big deal. This was the jab was going to be how we beat him. So I understand it. Um, it. It hurts more to postpone the fight and not go through with the fight than actually try with a broken hand. Um, like I cried for hours. You know what I mean? My, mm-hmm. my friend came over and took care of me like a little baby. Uh, you know, when the- <laughs> Oh, you know, I just want to fight. But oh. uh, so, uh, uh, it hurt a lot more to to postpone this fight than to actually go through with it. But um, I also realized that these people are, are paid to do their job. They're a lot smarter than me from the business side of it. And um, yeah. I'm just I just want to fight. So I got to let my team do its job and uh, be humble and just accept uh, their decision. And uh, you know, just get ready for April, May and, and um, you know, see what see what happens, you know, yeah. um, you know. It, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough pill to swallow. Uh, I wish I was still fighting Thursday. I was actually supposed to leave to L.A. tomorrow. Um, so that's not going to happen anymore. Um, you know, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys uh, definitely in the loop and I'll let you guys know. The for day. sure. Um, you would sure. have to do that. Yeah, awesome. definitely. So, like, yeah. real quick, like, what is yeah. a typical post-match healing, holistic, organic method of getting yeah. your skin back to its normal design? Well, I, I the first step, you know, f- first 48 hours, you're doing a lot of icing, wherever that may be. Um, and uh, my my good friend, Wendy Farrington, I call her a recovery specialist. Um, she is phenomenal on everything that she does. Uh, like she's, she's my last fight. I, I was T-boned. I had a dislocated shoulder. Oh my uh, God. You know, my <laughs> back was out. She put me together in like two days and I was nice. still, this is like two, three days before the fight. I still was able to compete, you know, get in that ring. I won the fight. Um, you know, like the, those things are very important. Just, you know, like the, you hear people say self-care, self-love, but it, that really is the key. Um, you got to, you know, let you got, and I have a good team around me. So like, um, that's pretty much it. Of course, I, I like to stay pretty consistent um, after the fight when I'm healing on the same type of diet I was on when I was going into the fight. I believe that the food has a lot to do with your healing. Um, you know, so definitely windy ice. Um, and then, you know, I like to, I like to disconnect. Um, you know, I like to go on like a vacation and just oh, good. Yeah. life, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, not be on uh, social or not, you know, be um, answering any phone calls. I just like to disconnect for a little bit, uh, go on a little hiatus and then, uh, you know, return back to the real world. <laughs> oh, I yeah, for sure. That's the way to heal, in my opinion, anyway. Fantastic. So everyone knows Wendy's Restaurant Ice. <laughs> and uh self-isolation oh okay those are the three keys people greasy foods yeah (laughs) ice and self-isolation and you know like um uh definitely active healing so like you know the next day i might not go for a five mile jog right after the fight but i'll go for like a couple mile walk or you know oh that's good active is is uh my body anyway heals a lot faster because it's just used to the ground and pound barring the you know all the activity so i feel like really um you know i I heal a lot faster if i'm being active Mm -hmm. and you're 36 and you're 36 so if you're 46 (laughs) and you have a desk job no no you need three months (laughs) to recoup but yeah i wouldn't be boxing i'd be in the audience yelling (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be boxing. For sure. Well, oh. uh, I'm getting there fast. I'm the high, I'm on the highway right now. Hurricane, <laughs> so. ah! tell us tell us where we can find you on social media. At Hurricane Boxing on Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is Andrew Hurricane Hernandez. Um, I think that's the only thing I got. Like my son made like a a Twitter and he made like a uh, uh, what is it called TikTok and a Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I'm like, I don't even know how to check these things. Like he does everything for me. I'm like, 
Dude, like, That's so great. I wish yeah. my daughter did that for me. It's too <laughs> much media. It's too much. Yeah. Like my my uh, you remind them, yeah. My days were Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray. Oh, well, where's the newspaper? I want to be in a newspaper on the front page. You know, it's like, what is this TikTok? Yep. That's that's the problem for me. Like, you know, with all the technology and stuff. I, I know I'm 36, but I'm still pretty old school. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk to you face to face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go to a restaurant, I don't want a hard copy of the menu, you know? Yeah, I'm like, what is this barcode I got to look up on my phone? Like, yeah. I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm you figured out that. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you guys made it pretty easy by sending me the link. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't do that. Just press here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, ladies. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Yeah, man, you're great. Yeah, definitely loved having you on. I know that when I first saw, I mean, like heard your story and everything at the seminar, I was like, I need to get him on our she show slipped. for sure. She slipped. You heard that. I heard that when she what? first saw you. Oh, so, stop it. it. She, she slipped. She slipped. Heard there. about I you. It. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. Was <laughs> it so, at the basic or was it at seven? Seven. seven Remember? Okay. I was oh. at seven. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. I'm not in Phoenix. <laughs> I'm in California, but Marnie's in Hawaii. And I was thinking about coming out to Phoenix to visit. Actually, Aaron um, gave me uh, a hand. He was like, you know, hey, if you want to come out, you can stay at my place. So I might come out and say what's up to everybody and we can all go out or something and do something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Let me yeah, know. For oh, sure. Yeah. I'd love to see Aaron. I'd love to see you. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Let's get together. Okay. Yay, a reunion. Hawaii, same thing. Let's let's chill. Oh yeah. Let's- if you ever come to Hawaii, no, well, I'm gonna be moving back to Hawaii. So or wow. maybe to Arizona. I don't know. So we'll okay. see. Who's prettier? <laughs> That'll be the determination. Who's prettier? I know, right? <laughs> if if I'm prettier, she'll move to Hawaii. But if you're prettier, <laughs> she'll move to Arizona. I have some sunspots. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and Hawaii. Be, sure. Yeah, Hawaii is beautiful. And that's the reason why I want to move back home. Yeah, yes. for sure. That's for but sure. Um, thank you so much for joining Creates Happiness Podcast. Absolutely. Yes, we do everybody. This every Friday. Yes. I appreciate and, it. Yes. Uh, mahalo for so joining much. us. And we're <laughs> out. Aloha. 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 Well, good, goodbye. 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 Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, bye. Mahalo for listening to Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Tune in every Friday and let us know what you think. If you have any questions, show topics, hit us up at createshappinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's Creates Happiness with a Y.